Welcome to Season 3 of the M-W Tactical Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the conversations with the mad scientist and myself as we discuss the sport of shooting, goals, training, and everyday life. You are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. All right, good people. We're back at it again. Another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. And this week's show is sponsored by The Gun Cleaners. I've been using The Gun Cleaners for over two years. And I stand behind the product because I think it knocks off the dirt and lubricates the firearm as you need it. Check out The Gun Cleaners and utilize the lube and the solvent and see how it works out for you. And when you do make an order, Tell them I sent you and then hit me up and I'll give you a discount code as well. Also, don't forget that we have the South Carolina section taking place April 30th through May 2nd. Registration is open now. Come on out to Belton, South Carolina and hang out with the mad scientists and myself and start up a conversation, take pictures and let's have some fun together, you know. So, oh, also, if you're listening to the show in the morning when it first comes out at shooters in Augusta, Georgia, CSRA shooters, there is a gun law shield class taking place. I ended up getting the information late. So that's why we didn't get to talk about it in the past episode. But if you are in that area, the Augusta, Georgia area, there is a law shield class taking place at CSRA shooters. And we will put the information in the bio of the comments of the show and everything. It's a good class. I've, I've been to one of them before. U.S. Yes. Law Shield. Yeah, very informational. Very mm-hmm. informational. So without further ado, without jumping the gun, we got to bring him in the way we know how. The man who knows how to turn the wrench, turn on the machine, fix the gun, lubricate the gun. Give insight on the gun. And for what I understand, he actually washes windows. So without further ado, the mad scientist himself, Dave. What's going on, Dave? What's going on, Mike? Yeah, so how's, how's your week been going for you? Seems like it's been a really long week. And I think it's just because of, you know, coming back after, a, you know, a few days off for, for Christmas, Christmas break. I enjoyed um, not going to work for a few days, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, but it's been all right. Um, stayed busy at work, you know. It's time it to it's time to shoot a match now. I totally agree with you on that one. Also, what I actually ended up doing was spending time with my daughter, and I had the first time of doing the virtual schooling with her. Yeah, and hearing all these parents online and like. When it first started happening and everybody was complaining about it, I actually found it fun. But then again, you know, I joke about everything. And when we were sitting there doing the spelling stuff, we was I was like, what are you spelling? Because I told my daughter just to spell out something. And she spelled it out. And I'm saying what she spelled out. And we're just sitting there giggling and having a great time behind <laughs> that. <laughs> so I, I've done some of that with my son. He likes it. Um, yeah, it seems like she she has fun with it. Um, but like I said, overall, I had fun with it. And an everyday process, I think it will be something like how you took a class 
like a shooting class. And then you mm-hmm. took that same shooting class again and it kind of opened the windows and you're a little bit more, you know, familiar with it. Yeah. To expand your horizons with it. I, th- I think that's how it is with schooling at that young age, you know, so it kind of brings back the memories. But you'd be like, man, hold on. I took so much stuff for granted. I, how did I forget the spell were? <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, something like that, you know, so but like I said, it was fun. Well, I'm glad you learned how to spell with your with your daughter over the weekend. Yeah, man. So it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> so also, um, we got another addition to the podcast. Now, this person has been on the podcast last season. So when we was doing the information block of what was going on in the area, you heard the voice. And I kept asking this person to come on to the podcast and join us in the conversation mainly because it gives a fresh approach between two guys talking with the female female voice you know so without further ado and hoping she is not too nervous and scared as she likes to call it coach b is now officially on the m-w tactical podcast how's it going for you b it's good. Hi, Mike. Hi, Dave. Hi. We need to applause. Do the applause button. Yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to throw the applause okay. up in there. All right. But, um, <laughs> but for everybody that was thinking that um, that Coach B wasn't going to come on the show and it was a joke, she's here. Oh. <laughs> the rim shot button. I need I to get some sound good. effects. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with you, uh, Coach B? How was your week and what's going on with you within shooting and everything? My week's been good. Busy at work. Um, Shooting. I haven't shot a match since I think the Florida match, the Florida section Mm -hmm. in December. Um, I'm not real sure when my next match will be. No, I got you on that one, but it sounds like the front office of MW Tactical is keeping her busy. Most definitely. Yeah, so, well, that's good. Um, that's yeah, good. Like I said, um, you know, like I said, you know, I don't do anything, you know, so every everything falls on her. It's good to have some help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what else is going on with you? How how are you taking everything that's going on with the COVID and not having primers, which look like they're coming in slowly now? And I know you said everything that's going on and personal life and what's going on in the front office is kind of taking you away, but eventually that's going to slow down for you. But how are you adjusting and looking at all this? No, it's just a question. <laughs> just answer it honestly. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that soon the primers come in and we can shoot more matches and not have to kind of pick and choose what matches we are going to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I shoot for fun. You shoot for a different reason. So mm. I would rather you shoot and do the matches um, because mine is really just for fun. So no, I got you. I got you. So once again, um, and, you know, Dave can actually attest to this. Whereas, um, 
your progression over a year has been phenomenal. And I, I oh, think it, it really was fast paced. I, I think it was fast paced. Oh my, really seriously, huge improvement. <laughs> yeah. Very quick. Yeah. And um, one thing that she does very well, and she shoots well moving. And it's like no explanation is needed for her to shoot on the move because it's just natural for her. But she has a natural ability to actually sit back and um, observe somebody and then put it in perspective of what they should do or what they can do to help them shoot better. We had mentioned some of this a uh, couple episodes ago, but I think Coach B has just gained so much more confidence in her in herself mm-hmm. and her shooting ability. Right. And it definitely shows. It oh, definitely yeah. shows tremendously. Oh, yeah. So, um, like I said, um, thank you for actually coming on to the podcast. But there was a catch to this. All right. So don't forget, we do the podcast audio on um, your favorite streaming platform. But we also put the podcast on YouTube. And the deal was she comes on to the podcast, but she couldn't be on the camera. So if you're trying to see it, you're going to see me when she's talking. So, <laughs> but that was the deal we made because she is extra nervous for no reason. Well, it's a, it's a start. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, thank you for coming on and giving the female perspective of the conversations that we are having. You are welcome. Well, there we have it. <laughs> um, also, I also want to give thanks again to those who are listening to us around the globe. Once again, we do appreciate it. We do thank you. And to share it with your friends, families, loved ones, and let's get more people into the conversation. Hey, do we have any listeners in Bosnia by chance? I'm not certain, but I can look those stats up mm-hmm. on the break or the next time we have a conversation. So um, when we take a commercial break, I can look it up and let you know. I got a little intel on some more primers. Mm. And if there's some Bosnian listeners, we might need a little help <laughs> getting some on the boat over here. Yeah, that, that might be the message we need to spread <laughs> across the globe through the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, Coach B actually said the same thing about the primers. And we had a conversation one time about the primers and it was more along the lines of like, what's going to happen if, and when I was more like, I think when it gets closer down to that line of the end, they're going to slowly come back in, which is going to push the demand and the price up higher, you know? And I think we are at that point right now. Um, when companies are making bullets or the ammunition, I believe what's taking place is, that supply is going to those companies first before it goes to the, you know, the hobbyists in the sense of speaking, you know, but I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I'm just speculating. Yeah. A lot of, uh, well, just about all the stuff that's being produced um, within the States is, is from the major ammo manufacturers here. So they're using their own primers um, without having any excess ammo, you know, there, I mean, without, with such a demand for ammo, there's not going to be any excess primers. So they can't afford to just sell primers because then they won't have them for their own ammo. Um, so we're kind of depending on I- importing of primers right now. And, and with the current 
uh, political state, you know, that could be in jeopardy as well, but it's not, it's not yet. Um, we're still getting some, some imported in and maybe that'll help, you know, the, the reloaders somewhat. So I don't know. It's all kind of changing daily. Yeah. It's, it's one of those measures, like we could just play it by ear and I've heard a couple people say that Sportsman's Warehouse has been getting primers in here and there. So that's a positive sign, even though it's not like it used to be. But that little bit is just enough to say, hey, hope is still there. Yeah. You know, but um, also, I want to go ahead and jump into a commercial break and then jump into the main topics that I want to talk about and got a new gadget I want to play with and then we're going to joke around with it for a little bit and this week we actually do have someone we're going to interview which will be my brother so um actually I arranged up for my brother to get a pair of Hunter HD gold glasses and he doesn't shoot guns like I do but he plays golf and I don't play golf so we want to hear his conversation on how that helped him within the sport of golf and hear the comparison between those who shoot and other sports like that just to give a better perception because honestly speaking when I heard people first talk about Hunter HD goals I thought they were just saying that you know but this is actual a test that we can actually say yay or nay or you make your own assessment from but let's go ahead and jump into this quick commercial break right quick and then come back and continue the conversation so without further ado please stay in your seats And here are a few words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic holster is available in four different models fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. 
CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. All right, good people. We're back at it again with the continuation of the conversation we had before the commercial break. Um, do you want to have the serious talk first, or do you want to go ahead and play around with this new gadget that I got? Let's let's try out your new gadget. All right, let's try. Let's see what it is. First. All right, so the new gadget that I got is a recorder. So for those of you in the future who want to jump onto the M-W podcast just to say thank you or um, bring up a topic or something specific you want to talk about, you can give us a call, right? 803-250-1256. Or you can leave a DM on Instagram or or leave a message on Facebook or just even email us um, between CSRE Shooters and um, M-W Tactical. And we will arrange it and bring you onto the show. We'll tell you when we're doing the yeah. recording, the time. Bring you onto the show. You'll hear your voice on the podcast, talking whatever it is you want to talk about. And we're just gonna keep the conversation fun and entertaining to that effect. So we had to figure that out. We didn't really have the uh, the means to make that happen before yeah, and so now. <laughs> what what actually ended up taking place is the original recorder that I had. You can do this feature, but it was difficult. Ended up getting a replacement and it's better and it's easier. All right. So right now I want to go ahead and um make a phone call and let's Who call. Are we calling? I'm gonna call the prank person. calls. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we go um, do the prank calls, right? But um let's let's do this. I'm gonna call the person who I got. The dude I call the mentor, my mentor. That's ringing. Mr. Wally Burbage. The Burb. <laughs> He's not going to answer. Probably won't. <laughs> but I did tell him I was going to call him earlier today, like when we had our conversation. What's going on, Wally? How are you? I'm doing great, my man. And um, first of all, I do want to tell you, without surprising you, you are on the M-W Tactical Podcast right now. <laughs> You're on the show. I don't think I, I've signed anything on that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, for, for everybody who listens to the podcast, you always hear me talking about Wally. So this is the guy right here. And he was on an episode... It was either season one or season two. I can't remember which one, but this is the one who I call the mentor. So, what's what's up, guys? yeah, what's what's going good with you? Oh, not much. Me and the wife are getting ready to uh, go go to dinner. Nice. But, uh, but uh, you called and uh, I answered, and I'm here to help. What's going on? Not much. Um, I ended up getting this new feature with the show, whereas I can make phone calls or accept phone calls. And okay. I wanted to test it out, and you're the first person. So we're actually going to do an interview later on in the show with my brother as well. So oh, 
awesome. Yeah. So I just I just wanted to get your voice out there so everybody can be like, who is this Wally person he keeps mentioning? <laughs> you know, uh, the old guy. Just to say the old guy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is there anything special going on or new going on with you in relation to shooting? Well. Uh... Probably more than anything else, my live fire time is way down. Okay. Uh, I'm really conserving uh, my primers, mm -hmm. and uh, so I'm doing more dry fire and very pointed um, live fire, um, just specifically just just certain things that I'm working on in small doses right. uh, with, a lot, with a lot more uh, dry fire because of the issue and I'm, I'm concerned about the upcoming year and whether I'm be able to complete the year to all the matches that I want to go to. That was yeah. the one thing I did also, whereas I made a list and right now I'm looking at six matches I want to shoot yeah. and it's starting to be on the edge of, will I be able to make all of them or at least half of them? How's this <laughs> going to play out? Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. A match I go to every year is, um, is is the doc uh, match out in um in houston um and it's a big match out in area i think it's called area 51 mm -hmm. um it's usually close to 300 300 people and so far it's in february in the february and so far there's only 60 people signed up uh man. that's kind of scary yeah that's real so concern right there i don't know what people are going to do i'm really concerned i'm seeing matches local matches being down also numbers of people yeah. Um, now, one thing I can say, if people are doing, like you said, they're taking advantage of the downtime of live fire and doing more dry fire. Yeah. When we go back into full swing, we should see a serious jump into a lot of people doing grandmaster work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think from a manipulation standpoint, yeah, mm -hmm. nippling gun better, manipulating the gun better. But um, still, there's no substitute for live fire. Yeah, you know, that's, yep, everybody's going to forget what their gun feels like to actually fire it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to be really good on the first shot, and that second shot's just going to go sailing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, oops, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Are you got you guys shooting tomorrow? Um, I, I'm planning on it doing the MCRC match. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on it as well, but I'm not certain if I will. Okay, it's going to be cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. And being a prior cold weather injury, um, that's the thing that kind of scares me right there. I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm planning on heading that way. I'll see you all there. Okay. Sounds like a plan. All um, right, Yeah, all right. So you take care. Tell Miss Burbage we said hey. And, um, right. and we appreciate her allowing you to come onto the show and <laughs> allowing you to actually shoot with us all the time. Sounds good, guys. We'll see you, Wally. All right. Take care. All right, Dave. Bye. Yep. Yep. So that's the burb right there. Um, the mentor. So this recorder is actually good. I'm not, yeah, I like this thing. It's not bad. Yeah, I like it. Um, we should prank call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> the the volume was a little bit low. Can you can you adjust it right there? I, I don't know if you have for, control over that for Wally. I think that's just how he was talking on the phone. Because every time I call him, it's like he does talk lower like that. And I don't know if he actually. Um, he could have had it on speakerphone. Yeah, maybe. he could have had it on speakerphone and had the phone away. You know, okay. he could have been driving. I, I don't know. All right. You know, but. So um, on a serious note of everything that's going on, 
the state of the country. What actually ended up taking place at the Capitol was a disappointment, and I'm not a political guy. I refuse to talk political stance in public, <laughs> like on the show, whatever show I go on, I, I will not talk religion or public. I mean, or, um, religion or politics in public. But it's every everything has become politics now. It's exactly it's, it's, it's hard to even avoid it. Have a conversation <laughs> without it. Yeah, but my personal opinion. What took place at the Capitol, it was not patriotic. It was not patriotic. It seemed like it started out that way, and then it went downhill pretty quick. Mm, I don't even think it started out as being patriotic. Because even when you sit there and you look at it, there was nothing that could have been changed on the confirmation. Because the only thing they're doing is verifying, hey, your state, you said this many votes. Is this true or not? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You say no. Well, yeah. That's when they did the the recounts. Anyway, you know? I just I just thought of it as the current president had a lot of supporters come out just to just to show their support. Is what I thought the the patriotic kind of point of it at the beginning was. But no, okay, I see how you're how you're looking at it. Yeah, but the the actions that actually happened there, no that that was that that was that, sad yeah that, that, <laughs> that was, was sad. not good it was very unpatriotic but it opened up the door for i'm thinking more unnecessariness to come now you're really going to see all kind of crazy laws come into place and everything like that so just remember yeah. You know, you, we made the bid. Now we got to lay in it, you know, because it's not a one person's fault. This is everybody's fault. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those type things. So um, what it means uh, is what's to come. You know what I'm saying? There's a new administration coming into play. How they're going to look at it, because technically they already started prosecuting people that was involved in it um yeah i read an article not too long ago about the guy that was in pelosi's office with his feet on the desk he was arrested um charged with trespassing thievery and something else and remember at the beginning of the president's term he signed something that was like um, the monument protection act or something like that mm -hmm. where you can't yeah. destroy and the Capitol building is considered a federal, monument. Federal property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hey, they're saying automatically that's 10 years. So we're going to see how this is going to play out. But more along the lines of that was craziness, man. That was craziness. Yeah. It's people are, I mean, I, I understand that people are mentally drained of ever, everything that's been going on this year. And, and, and people are being pushed to their, limits but this was not the way to to handle that exactly so but after seeing all this how is this going to affect the shooting industry and the shooting sport because we already know this administration that's coming into play are anti-gun and yeah yeah 
will it better or worse? How how do we know this? What's going to take place? You know, because I think the madness is about to roll hard and fast, in a sense of speaking. Yeah, well, the, the upcoming president actually has a uh, gun control plan laid out on his website. Um, they've already pretty well promised they're going to do whatever they can to address gun control and make increase gun control. And I don't know what their idea of all that is, but. Hey, you know, like I had a couple, a conversation with a couple people and of course, you know, when I go out on the streets and try to do these conversations with people, I try to pick people who are not gun people, you know? And one thing is that you, 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 the people who are not familiar with gun laws at all or don't even like to be around firearms, and when you talk to them about this, they start spewing out, like, it needs to be a law like this, it needs to be a law like that. And I've already stated it. There are over 30,000 gun laws oh, yeah. on the book there, there probably already is a law for whatever they're wanting there to lo- a law yeah. to be for <laughs> covered it over because what was it like two years ago when they was doing more gun laws they was just rewriting the same thing over again and it's like are y'all even reading what you have or do you know no the they're answer? not they don't even know what they have yeah, they're yeah. the ones creating the laws they don't even know what they've already done <laughs> yeah exactly and and you know half of that stuff is just talking points to win an election or yeah. get some form of support for something else that they want to do another agenda. But one thing you have to look at is when somebody does a crime with the firearm that you don't agree with and you give them a smack on the wrist, that is not solving the problem, you know? And of course we already know that in this country, money talks. Yeah, you know, so if you got the money, um, just for like for example, that incident that took place up in St. Louis, the the medical doctors who came out on their front yard, their house looked like a museum or a federal building, but that was their yeah. resident, and the people was protesting, and the wife came on the front yard with that little twenty five. Yeah, yeah, and she was pointing it at everybody. Um, I think that was a twenty five. 25 or 22 whatever it was it was pretty small whatever it yeah. was. <laughs> but um when she was doing that you know and the feds actually came to their house to collect the firearms but i believe what actually ended up taking place she left the premises went to go find somebody to alter that firearm so it doesn't work and her argument was it didn't work anyway yeah, but I don't think that really matters. Yeah, exactly. So it's what's the uh, number one? <laughs> you know, she's she still so, arm as if it's loaded. Yeah. You know, and then she just pointing it in the video like that. But when they got charged and everything, of course, now you're not hearing anything about it. And when they did do a follow-up, they had some type of charge. They never said if the charge was went through the courts and they got punished. But next thing you heard was they was donating to somebody's campaign. Oh, so, I'm, so you well, know those that was that, getting swept under the rug. Yep, they're probably gone already. <laughs> yeah, so you got to worry about it. So, and that's what we said when money money talks. But the whole thing is, if if we're looking at it, and if justice truly is blind, 
okay, if you did that form of an act and that is a law that is on the books across the board, you know, brandishing a firearm, if she was to get charged with that and let's just happen to say if there's a norm for the charge, so there's no variance of, okay, who you are, okay, we're only going to give you 30 days or, oh, we don't know who you are, so now we're going to give you two years, you know? If it's a platform, five years for brandishing a firearm, she should have got the five years. And that is how you're going to control people from doing craziness with firearms in the country. Just keep it, Yeah, keep it fair, punishment fair. Using and, the, the rules that are already in place and yeah. And, yeah, so, and the laws that we already have I, I, yeah i don't know so i mean i can honestly tell you when i was a kid i remember one time my brother messed up and i saw the butt spanking he got i'm like i don't want no parts of that <laughs> i know not to do what he did so i'm not getting that punishment <laughs> you know but and i was like Mm-mm. you know so and when, when you look at it where are we as a country going because i think that whole act that took place at Capitol Hill, it gave us a black eye as a country. And now what are other people, were, were we the measuring tool at one point in time? And what are they saying now? You well, know? Yeah. But I think they're, um, I don't know. I don't know what they think. I've just heard some comments from some, from a few people outside of the country that, are hoping we can figure this out and get through it because they don't want to see us fail. Yeah. You, well, you know, for the, for the most part of the world, I'm like, you know, I'm, well, you know, the dollar runs the world. <laughs> so of course you don't want to see us fail. So, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy, man. So what does it all mean for the shooting sport? Um, give us a call 803-250-1256 or contact us, leave a DM on um, Instagram at M underscore w tactical or at csra shooters or head over head on over to facebook and look up m-w tactical or csra shooters and leave a message on there as well and um let's bring you on to the show and let's get your insights and your thoughts about it you know um i won't say how i truly felt about it because once again that's a political stance but i will say what i saw i deemed it to be unpatriotic you know, not patriotic in any sense. And the female who passed away, um, I, I understand she was an Air Force vet, but when I was talking with someone, I was more along the lines by her being a vet and the act she did when she got shot. When she got shot, it was justified because the Secret Service was labeling, labeling everyone who got arrested as a domestic terrorist. So I believe if she were to have any honors for death reasons, um, she lost them now because of being labeled a domestic terrorist. You know, it, um, yeah, and it's tragic no matter who the person is, but yeah. you know, being a veteran and man she should have known better for sure yeah so uh, one, one of those measures man and like i said this one act alone is going to change everything it's going to change how the grooming of the rules in the military are taking place 
when you get out of the military, because you still fall under, you know, military doctrine when you retire, you know. Um, now, how's that going to affect the procedures as their SOP for the police there on Capitol Hill with Secret Service and all that? I mean, it's, it's a trickle effect. Everything is going to come down the line. So it gets crazy. But um, I'm just hoping this does not alter the shooting sport because I think the controlled measure of the sport of shooting was on a roll. And there's still room to grow within that shooting sport. Oh, we were to bring doing, it on a bigger We were level. doing great. Yeah, we were making huge progression over the last few years. But one thing I am scared of is that I believe what's going to take place, there will be somebody who tries to turn this around to fit the agenda of gun control in some sense. No, I'm sure. To say this was all about the guns and everything like that. And I'm sure. like, well, you know, no, no, let's don't do that. <laughs> that act um, was one act within itself. So. Even if it wasn't a gun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's stupid. We just had the, uh, the the explosion in Tennessee. The guy made a bomb in the RV. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any guns. It's not about the guns. I mean, if you really, I don't know. If you want to hurt somebody, you're going to find a way to do it. Right. So, um, and that's why I said there are some whatever your reasoning, your mission, however you want to look at it is taking place. You're going to do whatever you're going to, just like a little kid. If you tell a kid, no, they're going to figure out a way to make that no or yes. You know, now because of their actions, they understand I'm willing to take that chance to get the spanking or get yelled at or whatever the reason may be, but it is what it is. So sad times, but we as a nation, I would actually say to bring everybody together, come get some training, um, join in on a shooting competition and watch the camaraderie and the conversations that take place and the friendships that can be made behind that because all that other stuff is nonsense. It's the all nonsense. shooting community are some of the best people I've ever met. And I'm so thankful, you know, for, for getting into this, this sport and, and the people that I've met along the way. Yeah. Uh, the friends for life yeah yeah and like i said um actually that's how i met the mad scientist um yep that's how I we first <laughs> retired from the military and got in the area and looking at different videos and hearing people talk and i was saw the video i was like damn this guy really like really remarkable behind the trigger and then that first time when i squatted with you and i think conversation has been every day since then <laughs> <laughs> i do yeah i mean yeah. i enjoy talking to you but I, it's yeah there's everyone from all walks of life uh enjoys shooting um try it out if you haven't already um now is a great time to do it gun sales are higher than they ever have been in recorded history so <laughs> no you know what we should do um mid carolina done this um maybe two years ago they put together a fundamental match that's like an introductory to shooting mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we should do something like that and do it like two or three times over one time or two or three times at csre shooters and then again two or three times at mcrc you know so um i think i'm gonna do that 
and try to arrange it again with Miss Linda at MCRC and um, bring out because it was a great turnout, you know, and especially like mm-hmm. you said with all these new shooters out. I'm a firm believer in that um, when you actually shoot competition, don't look at it from a competition standpoint, look at it from a trigger standpoint, because regardless if it's self-defense or competition shooting, the only thing that's um, different is the adrenaline rush <laughs> and the real life scenario, but the fundamentals are still the same. Yeah. Well, it's still kind of a stress, stress inoculation thing. Um, yeah. You know, that's about the best way you could practice for a gunfight, you know, without yeah. shooting at each other, which we're not going to do, but yeah, exactly. Oh, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all for it, but I've always told people that. And um, like I said, originally when I got into competition shooting, that's what it was for me is just to get the trigger time and mm-hmm. understand the timing with the stress induced on you. And it just manifests it to more to what I'm doing today. You know, so um, let's go and take a quick commercial break and go ahead and bring my brother in and let's talk a little bit about some Hunter HD gold glasses. Sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. So um, for those of you who are listening, go ahead and turn up your headphones, turn up those speakers, stay in your seats, and here are a few words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Brian Conley with Hunters HD Gold, and you are listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. All right, good people. We're back at it again. And as we stated before we went to the break, we got the interview portion of the show. And what we're going to do is we're going to interview my brother, as we stated at the beginning of the show. And we're going to talk about the product that Dave and myself use when we do shoot. 
which are Hunter HD goals. So I not only use Hunter HD goals for shooting, they are also my driving glasses. And if I'm doing something around the house, like in the yard, I put them on. I just think it's, it takes the stress off your eyes and it's remarkable the science behind it. But my brother, as I stated at the beginning, does not shoot firearms at all like I do. You know, so he knows how to shoot because once again, my father introduced us to firearms. He was in the military, so he knows what he's doing. He just chooses not to do it, but he decided to dedicate his hobby of choice to be golf. And when he first told me that, I was like, I wonder if these glasses will work for him. So we arranged for him to get a pair of Hunter HD Gold glasses. And now that he got them, he told me a little bit between the time he got them and now, and I'm just earlier today, I was like, hey, I want to bring you on the show and let's talk about these glasses. So, but without further ado, here's my brother, Tim. What's going on, Tim? What's going on, Mike? What's going on, mad scientists? Hey, Tim. <laughs> Hope all the good people out there are listening to this and enjoying your podcast. I really, uh, I really like the work you guys do. Thank you for having me on. Hey, no problem, man. Um, but to let Dave know, that was a jab right there. He just did, you know, because just like Lucky, he always joking me about me saying the good people. The good people. <laughs> my intentions, my, my intentions were Maybe. not ominous in any, in any respect. He might can make it work since he's your brother. I tried it out. It didn't work for me. Well, he tried it beforehand too, and I was like, "Nah, man, you in the category of my man, Dave. Y'all just give it up. up. Y'all gotta practice." Oh, maybe that's it. I just need to practice some more. That's it right there. So, um, we we've been talking a lot about gear selections, and just like you, Dave, your choice of eye protection are Hunter HD goes. Now, you've been wearing them longer than I have, because as I stated beforehand, when I was first introduced to the glasses, I just thought everybody was going overboard about these glasses. And when I tried them on the first time, I was like, I don't see what everybody else is seeing that wow factor. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I thought that too. Yeah. Uh, initially, I've been I've been wearing them for about three years now. And I wear them for just about everything. Mm -hmm. I've, actually, I've got some on right now, if you guys are looking at uh, YouTube, and it, there's a little distracting because of reflection on the computer screen. So I'm going to take them off. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, no, I mean, I have a pair in the car that, you know, that I drive with like you do. And I have some to keep them a range bag. And, and it, I, um, Brian, let me try some. Uh, I think I mentioned, we mentioned it last season or something, but at the South Carolina section match about two years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a long, little longer than that now, but. After he, I, I shot the whole match with the glasses on and then I was completely sold. I didn't want to wear anything else. <laughs> yeah. So my thing was I was looking for a great pair of glasses. So me and Tom, Tom Powers, who shoots with Phoenix Trinity, we were talking about glasses and I ended up buying a pair of Oakley glasses. They're polarized um, golf type glasses. Mm -hmm. And I actually ended up getting a pair of those. And right before I ordered those pair, Jenny let me try hers on at the match. I didn't shoot with them. I just put them on. But like I said, I didn't see the wow factor. And 
I went ahead and got a pair of Hunter HD goes shortly after I got those Oakley glasses. And when I got them and when I put them on, it, it took me two days to get that wow factor because that now, long. yeah. So like when people first put them on, they're like, wow, this is remarkable. I didn't get, it took me literally like two and a half days before it kicked in, but I'm walking around the neighborhood. I'm driving, <laughs> I'm cutting grass. I'm doing everything in these glasses. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, but when I actually first shot in them, which was about a week after I first got them, then I was like, oh, I see what everybody's talking about now. <laughs> it, was, it was just late for me to catch up to the wild factor. Yeah, that's so. it. You really have to try them out and to, to understand, you know, what they're doing for your eyes and, and to gain the appreciation. But Brian is um, generous enough to, if you see him at a match, talk to him, say, hey, man, I'd love to try some out. He'll hand you a pair and off you go. You can go try them out for the whole match. Yeah, and that's somebody who actually has faith in their product to say, here, you try them out. Tell me what you think when you bring them back, you know, but as I stated at the beginning of this conversation, by my brother playing golf and I was like, I'm going to use him as a science experiment for these glasses. And I told him at the beginning, I just wanted your honest take on it. If they don't work for you, let me know. Um, send them back to me or give them to somebody else or however you want to do it. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he's been running strong with it. Like we, every time we talk, cause we talk every day and I don't ask them every day. I probably ask them like once a month, like they still holding up for you. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I want to ask some in-depth questions. Yeah. To him I'm curious about everybody. this too. Yeah, me too. So tell them what's your take on, um, the Hunter HD gold glasses. Uh, you know, my, my take is, is pretty similar to uh, what you guys were saying, because, uh, you know, when you were telling me about the glasses, I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, they, they can't be that, can't make that much of a difference, mm-hmm. um, because I actually have the, um, the Oakley golf lenses um, that I would normally wear, you know, for glare and, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything out there on the golf course. Um, so... Uh, you know, when I when I received the uh, the HD, the Hunter HD Golds, um, I actually had them in my golf bag with me the first day, but I didn't wear them. I started off wearing my, you know, my regular my regular glasses that I would normally wear. And um, around the second hole, there was uh, the sun was, you know, completely in my face and I really couldn't see, you know, out of the glasses that I normally wear. So I was like, you know what, let me just switch them up, you know, see if it makes a difference. So uh, I put the glasses on and of course, you know, it takes a little bit for your eyes to adjust to the glasses. Mm-hmm. But, um, but man, it's like, as soon as, as soon as I put them on, it was, it was a definite night and day difference, literally between the Oakleys and the Hunter HD Gold. I can honestly say that. And I'm a, and I'm a, and I'm an Oakley guy, um, night and day difference. And I want to say maybe around the uh, the fourth hole, like when my uh, when my eyes adjusted to the lenses and everything, it was a remarkable difference. Mm-hmm. It was I was I was able to track the ball better coming off the tee, um, you know, because you know I have a I have a, a three hundred yard drive, you know, so that that that's pretty impressive in, in the golf. But oh uh, but I could track the ball coming. <laughs> I could track the ball better coming off the tee. Um, 
I could actually um, find find the ball better, you know, in the fairways, in the rough, um, and and I could also see the the, the topographical um, uh, differences in the you know in, in the in the layout of the course. So and and it just seemed to me like um, I wasn't seeing all of that detail with the Oakleys. So. Uh, after we made the uh, the turn after a whole nine, I put the Oakleys back on just to just to see because I was I was literally in my head like freaking out. I was like, this can't be real. Yeah. So um, you didn't leave them uh, all alone, did you? And I'm, and I'm being serious. I'm being dead serious here. So I put the Oakleys back on, and I was like, okay. And it 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 felt like I had on like some you know some dark sunglasses it just it just didn't compare so it's so when I from the from the 10th hole to the 18th hole I put the Hunter HD gold back on and and I've been wearing them ever since it's it's over it's it's a it's remarkable I mean I I I honestly I'm a believer now that's all I can really say I'm a believer now yeah so like when I gave him like when I was talking to him I told him I will send you my pair and because at that point when we was talking, I had two pair. Um, the ones like you have the archers, um, Dave. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those were a pair I was going to send to him and say, "Hey, try these out." And when I come out there, or if I don't make it out there, send them back to me. And because originally the archers were going to be my backup pair, and before then, that's when I had already arranged for him to get a pair. And then I actually ended up getting a third pair, you know, so I had the pair that I shot with last season, which are now my backup pair because I'm shooting full time now with the archers. And then I have, um, I can't remember the model names right now, right off the top of my head, but um, I have another pair. I have three different models and the ones that I drive with are the bigger so lens. Yeah, the, the bigger lens. Velocity maybe? I don't that know. I can't remember. Might be it. And then Coach B, we ended up arranging for her to get a pair also. And she even said the same thing like they help with shooting. And she has prescription at hers. So, yeah. So Brian can do that. He can do prescription, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you need. Um, and Tim, I, I don't know what style Oakleys you use, but if, if you really like the frame of the Oakley and it's a two piece, lens uh brian can even put the uh hunters hd gold lenses in your oakley frames mm -hmm. um, i did not know that um but that, that was, actually, that's a new uh, feature he started after you got yours oh, okay okay mm -hmm. because i know um uh mike and i you know we um we wear the same uh style of oakley's what is it mike the xlj yeah the flak jacket like flak jacket yeah yeah is it a two-piece? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, yeah. He just can't do that. Like, I know some of the Oakleys are like a big one-piece wraparound deal. He can't do that, but he can do um, just about any kind of two-piece frame. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I'll definitely, uh, definitely have to uh, reach out and, uh, you know, get some of those HDs in, in those frames also. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I love the product. Yeah. Now, since you been shooting golf and just listening to your progression over the months of your shooting well driving what, what do y'all call it in golf 
we shoot golf, man. We oh, shoot okay. golf too. I'm just saying. <laughs> shoot golf, yeah. really? Yeah, okay. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Their, their terminology is so we, different. We hit the links. We hit the links. What's, what's golf, the links? Whatever you want to call it. What, what's the links? The links is the, is the golf course. Okay. Now, what, what was that you called the shoes? What you called the shoes? The shovels or the, spikes, the stompers? Man. No, the spikes. The spikes. Okay. The, the shovels. <laughs> How big are his feet? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, since, since you've been doing all this with golf and the progression and everything, and you realize how the glasses probably improve your game tremendously, because as you stated, you can see more and better with the glasses. Have you allowed any one of your friends who you shoot with regularly to try them on and see how it works for them? No, man, I can't, I cannot give up my competitive. <laughs> No, no I would. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. Like, no, nope. you don't need these. <laughs> you wear these welding glasses that I've brought for you, or whatever. <laughs> no, I've, I've actually, I've actually, uh, you know, tried to, uh, uh, you know, get a couple of my friends to, uh, you know, try them on, just you know, see how they like them, see how they see out of them. But um, you know, they'll they'll put them on just for a second, and then they'll take them off and give them back to me. Um, so, you know, the guys that I've played with, they really haven't like tried to give them like a real shot. Right. And, um, you know, and I try to tell them, it's like, Hey man, you know, it's, you know, it's not just a fashion thing. You know what I'm saying? These, these things actually really help, like help you track the ball and see, you know, see the course better. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I think it's one of those things to where, you know, you have to want it, you know, you have to want it for yourself to, uh, in order to become a believer in it. Well, I think part of that is, is the fact your verbiage, you're just expressing your understanding of what you experience with the product. But if you was to actually sit down and talk to them about the scientific reasons of it, like for instance, when you're wearing those glasses, do you realize how much stress is off your eyes and is less squinting? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Especially like I was saying, you know, when... Uh, when I first put them on, you know, the, the, the sun was literally directly in my face, mm -hmm. you know, so when I'm, you know, I'm following through, you know, and I'm a lefty, you know, so, you know, when I, you know, on my swing, you know, the sun is like literally like right there in my face as I'm following through. It's not to my back, it's in my front. So, you know, so just that, you know, like you said, that, that relief of stress on my eyes from the sun just in that instance, you know, just made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just one one less thing that I had to think about when I was out there. Yeah. And one thing I like about the glasses is when I'm driving, that's why I like to drive with the glasses on. And like, it's been a few times where I walked up on Brian, who actually is the owner of Hunter HD Go. And I had on my dark lens Oakleys and coach B was making a joke like, uh Oh, Brian going to get you. And I was like, uh, I'm not worried about that right now. Cause I was having a headache. You know, and we was going actually to sign up for a match and we had just pulled in. And of course, you know, when a headache kicks in for me, I'll put the darker glasses on, you know, and I expressed that to him. And, um, you know, he said some other stuff to me, scientific reasons of, um, what could take place with the Hunter HD goals and driving behind the windshield of a car. But um, at that point in time, when the headaches were coming in more, it was because of the constant squinting 
without wearing those glasses all the time. And then that's what kind of forced me to start driving with the Hunter HD goals to stop the squinting, to give my eyes that relief, you know, for the better experience of the safety of driving and everything else associated with it. Now, Mike, I don't know if you remember, but um, when um, when you were initially telling me about the glasses and everything, mm -hmm. um, you know, you were telling me that, uh, I guess, for, for optimal performance, you know, you have to put them on like first thing in the morning and then, you know, wear them all day or something to that effect. Right. Um, so, um, you know, you're talking about, you know, driving. So, you know, one day, you know, I actually did that. I don't know if you remember, but one of the times when I was, uh, I was traveling to Vegas and I left like early, early in the morning, like two or three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't know for whatever reason why I did this, but I was like, you know, well, let me just put on these glasses. So, um, so I put the glasses on when I, you know, when I left, you know, when I left my house and, you know, it's pitch black outside, but I, I tell you what, though, the glasses made a difference to me in the dark. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, it's a real thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's not just hyperbole or, you know, trying to sell a product. No, I mean, these, these glasses are, are the real deal. Yeah. Um, another thing I like about the glasses, and I don't know if you experienced this yet, Tim or Dave, when it's raining, like really raining, and you get behind the vehicles and the mist from the road is coming up as it's raining and you can't see the car in front of you. But it was one day I, when I had the glasses on coming from Atlanta, coming back to South Carolina, it was raining real bad. The wind and the rain, I could see it all come off the trucks and other vehicles. But when I was driving, I'm just sitting there driving and it, driving like it wasn't even raining. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I need to slow down a little bit. <laughs> but those glasses was cutting through the water. And I can literally see the vehicle that was right there ahead that was kicking up all the rain and water. But now when I'm driving, I'm taking them off, putting them back on. Like, man, is this really real? <laughs> Am I really seeing yeah, this? I had the same experience. Krista and I were actually going to, a, we were driving to a match. Mm -hmm. um, some, I don't remember which one, but it was, it started raining really hard. I mean, it was, it was difficult to see. Um, everybody was slowing down. You know, they were turning on their, their hazard lights. It was, you know, one of the real hard rains. And I was wearing, I was wearing the glasses already, mm -hmm. but it started even then with the glasses on it with the rain was so heavy it was getting difficult to see and i'm starting to get a little stressed out like my shoulders are tense and i'm gripping the steering wheel really hard and <laughs> and i just i pulled the glasses down a little bit you know just just maybe i don't know why because it never helps when you take the glasses off you it, you never see better right but i did anyway and then i couldn't see anything and i couldn't see the hood of the car so you know put them back on and i could at least see you know several feet out in front of me but um it, yeah it's, they're pretty amazing in just about any condition that i've tried them in yeah. so one thing i've always said about the glasses is that it is a remarkable product the only thing about the glasses is that an average person will look at it and say that is too much you know but there are a cheaper way you can do it. Like we stated beforehand, you can actually send in a pair of frames that you would like those lenses in. I think that's cheaper than actually buying the actual whole set of glasses from, you know, Hunter HD Gold. And depending on which model you get, their prices vary as well. 
But overall, when you turn around and you look at it from a health standpoint, I think that's worth it if you were to ask me for the price. Oh, I think so. And, and, you know, there are other options you can, uh, if you need prescription glasses, there are a lot of insurance companies Mm -hmm. that will cover the glasses for you. Um, And, and, you know, they're all optometrists that work at uh, Hunter's HD Gold um, and they'll work out, you know, whatever they need to with your insurance. If you have a eye insurance or a, I don't know, a health insurance that might have eye coverage or, or whatever, they can help you out with that too. Yeah. So any other um, experiences you had with those glasses, Tim, other than me talking about the glasses and you like whatever, and literally this is how the conversation went between my brother and I. So I thought Tim's explanation was great. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tim. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Your, your description of what you were seeing on the golf course um was great we're gonna have to let brian know that might be a new market for him yeah um the whole thing is um like when i talked to brian i told him everything my brother said but just to hear him say it it was a little bit more detailed because it's not watered down coming from me but the conversation between tim and myself when i first got the glasses i was like yo man i just got these glasses and it took a minute but these things are remarkable man whatever you just saying that oh no. yeah i know and yeah, it, like, yeah. No, man, they're glasses <laughs> everybody everybody makes glasses yeah, yeah. that's how it went but um i'm sitting there for 30 minutes trying to convince this guy these glasses are the real deal and then before we got off the phone i was like I'm, I'm gonna try to set it up to get you up here and then of course i talked to brian and he was like he was all aboard for it and then um he made it happen and i now, think we need to we need to see if we can get him a couple loaner or pairs that he can loan out to some of his buddies on the, on the links. Did I say that right? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you really do need to try them out. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get the link mob after you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you really do need to try them. Give them an, you know, an extended try. It, you put them on for you know, 30 seconds. That you, they don't do anything for you. Yeah, and they really don't. Yeah, and I think um, that and, was. And honestly, though, the only, um, the only, I guess, negative thing I could say about the glasses is, uh, and I, I would have to go back and look at the uh, specific frames that I ordered, mm-hmm. but um, they were they were a little uncomfortable um, around uh, you know around the the top of my ears, um, but you know for me it's like ah hey, you know I'll just you know I'll power through it. But I could see, you know, if you know, on an, on an extended, you know, day of wearing them, um, that could become like very uncomfortable. Um, but you know, the 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 style, the look, the nose, the nose guards on it, uh, or the, the the bridge, the bridge guard for the nose, um, that all, all those aspects were great. Um, like I said, for me, you know, it was just a little uncomfortable um, the way they wrapped around my ears. Other than that, like I say, it's just, you know, great product. Love it. A lot of people have a frame that they, you know, have grown to, to love. Um, and, and now that's something that Brian's offering. He was, he was never really in the business selling frames. He was selling the glass. Yep. He was selling the lens. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, just about any kind of frame you want, he can, he can put the lenses in there for you. Okay. Yeah. And like I say, and, and I'm, I'm glad you uh, you brought that up because uh, I had no idea. So uh, so I'll definitely be, uh, you know, reaching back out and, you know, seeing if I can, uh, you know, get those uh, lenses into, uh, 
into those uh, flak jacket frames. Yeah, actually, I've seen a few people with those Oakley flak jacket frames with the 100 HD gold lenses in them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one, I know it was one person that usually shoots a lot of local matches around here was one of them. I think AJ is another one. And then I seen it like two or three times when we went down and shot nationals also. So, um, but it's a phenomenal product. And like I said, whenever you see Brian at a match, he'll let you borrow the pair, as we said earlier. But the one thing is remarkable to me, and <laughs> I like doing this, is just hanging out at his booth and just listening to people talk about the product when they come up. And it's the same thing. It's just different people saying the same exact thing over and over again. But it's like, how do you actually get it out there better so everybody can actually understand and see this? You know, but word of mouth is your best advertisement tool also. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So are there any other hobbies you think you would venture with the 100 HD Gold glasses, Tim? Um. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a hobby for me, but, um, you know, being out here in California, you know, I'm uh, um, out here in wine country, you know, close to San Diego. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of uh, hiking trails and so forth out here, um, you know, and a lot of wildlife um, to which I'm, you know, I'm definitely afraid of snakes. So <laughs> if I had, a, you know, if, if I was able to, you know, like I say, you know, see the see the grounds a little bit better, you know, different colors pop and everything, you know, um, you know, that, that'd be something I, I, you know, I'd absolutely, uh, you know, try to wear them. I haven't, I haven't been hiking in a while because, you know, I have some knee and some hip issues, but um, haven't been hiking in a while, but I would definitely uh, throw them on, uh, you know, stand for a nice hike. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, cause I love to scuba dive also, um, you know, before, after a dive, you know, absolutely for, you know, the, the glares at the beach and being on the, you know, on the ocean and in the water, you know, absolutely, you know, to, you know, take care of your eyes while you're out there. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, th those two things in particular, things that I, you know, I love to do out here in California. So yeah, I would absolutely incorporate the, uh, the you know, the frames into, uh, or the lenses into, uh, into those activities. Now, when you start doing um your scuba diving, are you gonna put the hundred HD gold glasses on behind <laughs> I think the goggles? You should. I think you should. <laughs> yeah. That would be oh, awesome. I'm curious oh, to know. I'm, I'm curious to see if you you're oh, gonna Lord. see Jaws up close. I'm just want to know. Oh man. my lord! No, we're not. We're not going that far. <laughs> <laughs> Brian would love to see a picture of that if you could get an underwater picture of you wearing. Everything is a science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's remarkable. Um, I'm glad. But now, with your job, and without saying what you do, because I think that's a safety thing. But when you was out doing your job, in the capacity of it being outdoors, going from place to place, did, were you using them then? Or did you even think about doing that at that moment? No, I didn't. I didn't have them then. Um, okay. you know, I'm a, I'm a desk jockey now, you mm -hmm. know, so, um, you know, had I known about the product, you know, three years ago, um, yeah. And if I would have tried them out and, you know, knew the, the benefits of the product three years ago, I would absolutely have worn them in the capacity of my everyday work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, 
and because um you know because we you know we do a lot of uh you know a, a lot of, of work around buildings and you know on roofs and everything else and you know you could get you know you get a lot of you know interference from you know from glares and you know and, and you know direct sunlight things of that nature so yeah absolutely i mean there, there's a benefit to you know to wearing them and being out there with them in that capacity as well now would it be something that you think the organization you work for absolutely will actually push without to the employees mm-hmm. without question without mm-hmm. question um because that's just that's just the nature of of the company that you know that I work for. You know mm-hmm. we're you know we're all about um, you know innovation and you know making things easier for the you know for the people that you know that do the work for us. So if there's something out there that could provide you know any kind of comfort, any kind of edge, you know any kind of uh, you know safety protocol, absolutely it would it would it would be without question. Hmm. I'm curious. Um talk to you about that one offline as well. But I, I don't know if you brought that up with the people you work with, you know. So. I have not. I have not. But, um, they all but that, have, that's an easy conversation. Mm-hmm. They all have their safety ratings. I don't know what the specific, I don't know, numbers are, but they're all safety rated. Yeah. So what, what I was getting at is just with the conversation with Tim and listening to him talk about his job over the course of time, Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, we talk every day. So I'm fascinated with what he does and I'm asking a lot of questions and just understanding what he do and then what the company does for the employee. I was blown away because it was almost like in the military, you can pretty much ask for anything depending on your job. Right. So you can ask for anything and you will get it just to make your job easier and to get the mission complete. And that's what it sounded like with his job. He can pretty much ask for anything, give a valid reason and voila, it's happening. You know, and then they, they go through their testing measures and say, yay or nay, or however. And I, I was really like in shock behind that because a lot of companies today are not doing stuff like that. It's mainly Oh, well, this worked for us and we're just about the dollar. So yeah, we're, we can save a dollar if we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, and that, that was the reason why I just asked. And that was just a question that just came to me. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. But um, once again, you know, the Hunter HD Gold product is something I stand behind. And even like when I'm shooting, if somebody asked me, like it was maybe two, three months ago at a local match someone asked me about the glasses and I let them shoot with one of the pairs that I had and they liked them. Um, my buddy, um, without saying his name, cause he doesn't like his name being said publicly, but the taco commander, I let him shoot with a pair of mine. He shot with a pair of Rob's before and he stated he didn't like them, you know, so it's not for everybody, but I don't think he gave them a fair chance. You know, I think I, it was something like when he was adjusting to it, he didn't welcome that adjustment or that change. Yeah. You know? So and I, I think that's all it was. But once again, you can't force it onto anybody. It's a matter of how you accept it and how you react to it. I've honestly, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone say they didn't like them. <laughs> Actually, I've spoken to four people who 
straight, straight up told me they didn't like it. But I didn't ask specific questions like, how long have you had them on? Um, how long was your window of trying them out before you made that decision? You know, because a lot of people, like the first time I tried them on, I had them on for maybe 15 seconds, but they were the pair that Jenny had. And I was like, are they really that good? And she was like, yeah, she loves them. Doesn't that? And then I was like, can I try them? And I just sat there with them on. I wasn't shooting or anything. I was just looking at the range. But like I said, the wow factor didn't hit me then. It didn't hit yeah. me until after I got the pair two and a half days after wearing them. And they are quite different from, you know, any other glasses that I've ever tried. So I can imagine, you know, just, just because they're different, you know, some people may not like them. Yeah. So, um, but this is um, the second time I had my brother on the podcast. The first time when he was on the podcast, he pretty much tried to bait me into saying, I'm going to learn how to shoot golf. So I didn't bait you. I didn't bait you. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you bait you me. Told, <laughs> you told the good people when you came out here to yep. California mm-hmm. that you would take some social media shots of you out on the golf course. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. All now, because he baited know, me. COVID, COVID <laughs> and wildfires aside, you know, we haven't had a chance to make that happen. Yeah. But, um, you know, hopefully here in the near future when you know, the, the climate of the world calms down a little bit and we can get back to some sort of normalcy, you know, we can get you out here and we can, uh, you know, we can make sure you keep your word to all of your, uh, your loyal listeners. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you how he baited me, Dave. And this all was right. like, um, I don't think we had this conversation on air, but it was one of those type things. I will shoot a match with you if you come out here and um, play golf with me. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, oh, he baited me. And then he pulled my chain on the air. And I was like, oh, that was dirty. <laughs> that was dirty. <laughs> I, saw, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, I don't and it's a video clip of this guy at a public driving range. Um, there's I don't know, there's probably 20, 20 dudes out there lined up um shooting golf balls, I guess. I don't I don't know the terms either. But mm-hmm. this guy um had a dude beside him, you know, right, right off the tee, he drove the golf ball and uh, the dude behind him pulled up a shotgun and actually mm. shot the golf oh, ball out of the air. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I didn't see that. I that's seen my that. Um, idea of shooting. Yeah, golf. I've, I could do I've, that. I've, I've seen that. I've seen Have that. You? <laughs> <laughs> I think I could do that. Is that, that, was, that is that, that was a very, talking very about? lucky individual there. Yeah. Is that what you guys do when you, <laughs> I can get into that. <laughs> Oh man, the, my only experience with golf other than putt putt when we were kids, like playing with um, our cousin when he's coming to town. And um, when I was in the military, um, we was doing a land nav course from the range back to the unit. And we cut across the golf course because the only rules for that training was you couldn't walk through any water. So there was no water on the golf course. So we walked across the golf course and there was three people playing golf. And then before you know it, balls were like landing around us. And like, are they aiming at us? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we start running. We got rucksacks on our back and like we got 80 pounds in the rucksack. And, you know, you're barely moving when you're running anyway. Like, let's hurry to get out of here. <laughs> well, you had guns too, didn't you? <laughs> we had no rounds though. Oh, man. <laughs> But like I said, we was on post, so it was a land nav um, exercise. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was my only experience with golf. <laughs> Dodging golf balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so um, 
Is there anything else you want to um, share with the good people about your experience with Hunter HD Gold, whether good or bad, or and then you want to wrap up your assessment of them, Tim? Um, no, I don't really have anything else to add. I think I've, uh, I think I've been pretty thorough in my in my assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, to any of the um, detractors of the product, or you know, people who just haven't given it a fair shot. You know, that, that's, that would be my recommendation is give it a fair try, you know, put the skepticism aside and, you know, give it a fair, honest assessment. And, you know, I don't see how you could, you know, have, have a negative experience. I just don't. If you're being honest, I don't see how you can have a negative experience. I just don't. Yeah, so that's it right there. So once again, like I said, Dave and myself, firm believers in the product, wear it every chance we get. Yep. And like I said, I truly would tell anybody, hey, get these. And we're not getting anything by telling you what the product does, you know, other than the support from Hunter HD Go. All right. So um, if you don't have anything else you'd like to share, um, I would ask everybody, please stay in your seats. And here are a few words from our sponsors. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the m-w tactical podcast remember a new podcast comes out every tuesday if you can't wait for tuesday 
Go listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can even purchase M-W Tactical apparel. But please, go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the two-way community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.